This episode of Taco the Town is sponsored by Twisted Fresh. You might remember back on episode 32 of Taco the Town, we reviewed Twisted Fresh. If you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend you go back and listen to it. Let me tell you, it's still one of my favorite places in KC to grab a taco. It's hot outside, folks. Really hot. And when it's hot out, I like to cool down with some fresh and tasty double-decker tacos from Twisted Fresh. Twisted Fresh offers a unique taco unlike any in Kansas City. With five Kansas City locations, Twisted Fresh offers nothing but the freshest local ingredients, interesting combos, and a fusion of flavors. They have a huge menu. Everything is under $10. They have burritos on the menu, but we're not going to get into that right now. I personally love the Cajun chicken tacos and the seasoned beef tacos, and they're always double-decker, and they've got that beautiful avocado on there. So good. They offer taco 12-packs for catering, your taco party, and everything is sauteed or grilled to order. And the Lawrence and the 135th Street locations both serve beer and wine. All locations now open 11 to 9 daily. Fast, casual food, fresh healthy, and full of flavor, stop by Twisted Fresh today and tell them Dave from Taco the Town sent you. Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've still never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, uh, that's a lie. There is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my intermittent fasting advisor tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, we are on the road reviewing another great place to get tacos in another great Taco Town. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. We're on the road searching for great tacos all across America in one of the major taco destinations in the world. That's right. It's a city that's been talked about a lot here on the show. We're in Los Angeles, California. We've traversed the time zones to taste, test, the tastiest of tacos. Let's see how these LA tacos stack up to KC tacos. I think they're going to do pretty well. This week's taco destination is Salazar, frequently listed on the best new taco spots in LA list, located at 2490 North Fletcher Drive, Los Angeles, California, 90039 in the Frogtown district of LA. In 2016, 
Chef Esdras Ochoa opened Salazar in his own neighborhood, Frogtown, which is sandwiched between Silver Lake and Glendale along the L.A. River. Salazar has a backyard barbecue feel where you and your best pals gather on the patio for a magical, sonoran cooking experience and powerful margaritas. Salazar offers northern Mexican-style flour tortillas and grilled proteins in a former auto body shop with a huge outdoor patio with lots of seating. Frogtown got its moniker from the mini four-legged amphibians that used to crawl into the neighborhood up until the 1970s. Seeing these slimy creatures, residents casually identified them as frogs, but a modern-day cartographer, Eric Brightwell, writes that the area was actually first called Gopher Flats around 1900, and then it was called the Little River Valley, and then it finally got the name Frogtown, but the frogs are actually probably more likely to be western toads, more specifically baby western toads toads, which are tiny toads, not to be confused with tiny tacos. There are these stories about hundreds and hundreds of frogs in the neighborhood, especially in the 50s and 60s, but a herpetologist said that they sounded more like western toads. I don't see any toads here today, but I do see some tacos. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. Our first guest is a huge fan of Taco the Town. Would you say that's true? That is true, Dave. That is true. I love Taco the Town. And have you heard every episode? Mostly every episode? I did. I actually heard them all. And then today I had, to, I still had about 15 minutes left from the, this last episode that you had. But I've enjoyed them all the way from Paris. And I live in Qatar. And I've listened to them when I work out in Qatar. Well, let's introduce you. Artemis Armas. He's soon to be promoted to the rank of Colonel in the United States Air Force. Art, as his friends call him, has spent his entire professional career serving our country. He spent 20 years in the U.S. Army. and he spent the last 16 plus years in the U.S. Air Force. He studied journalism at the University of Missouri where he met executive producer of Taco the Town, Chris Garibaldi. He also led a National Guard unit in Lawrence, Kansas. He's been deployed in Turkey where he met his wife and he now serves at an undisclosed location overseas. Undisclosed, we just kind of spilled it. It's Qatar, isn't it? (laughs) Art hails from today's episode of Origin City, Los Angeles, California. Welcome to Taco the Town, Artemis Armas. Great to be here, Dave. This is uh, an honor, obviously, to to meet you. I've been uh, listening to your show. I'll tell you, the first show I ever saw was uh, was over in Paris, and uh, my friend Chris Garibaldi obviously said, hey, listen to my show. So I'm on an elliptical there doing uh, my workout, and all of a sudden I look downstairs, and there's a fight. You know, a couple people fighting each other, and you know, and guess what they were fighting over? Tacos. Tacos. Really? Yeah, so I was like, this is this is not this is not true. This is not happening. But they were giving out was. tacos where you were on an elliptical. Yeah. So it's it was overlooking the town right there, and there was just guys going at it, and they were going at it after for the food, and I was oh, wow. like, what the hell? But I'm like. Hey, there's something here. There's something here. So then I was hooked ever since. I'm like, there's something here going on. Let's meet our second guest on the episode today. We are joined by, I'd say, three-time, three-time guest of Taco the Town. This is my thrice turn. Thrice. He's joined us thrice on the show. He's also our Taco Bell. No, this is my fourth time on the show. Fourth? I did the first episode. I did the episode with Jolie Justice. We did the Nashville episode. And now this is my fourth time on the show. You're right. You're right. 
Although this is really my third time on the show because I'm not sure that guy in Nashville was me. <laughs> you were a couple drinks in on the last Well, episode. it was 2 o'clock in the morning after the greatest <laughs> night of my life. You were pretty happy that day. I remember yeah, that show. it was show. a good time. I was on vacation. <laughs> You've also done some reporting on Taco Bell for us. That's true. Reporting on the new menu items at your local Hollywood Taco Bell. Michael takes on Taco Bell. Yes. You are also co-host of the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. How's that going? It's going great. We found Bigfoot. So this podcast is over. He's, well, <laughs> we have to keep him secret from the uh, Northern California Bigfoot hunter who's trying to kill him, and we're trying to keep him as our roommate. So the point of the show <laughs> is to collect Bigfoots and just keep them safe. Yeah, we've got one out of 75. Hey, I, I got a question. Does he eat tacos? Oh, Bigfoot loves a stanky taco. All you right. know he does. <laughs> and there's like a gif of that. I think there is a gif. With, <laughs> I've now sent so many Bigfoot gifts to my uh, co-host and engineer and super producer, Bryce Johnson and Riley Bray. So I think I've been through all of the Bigfoot gifts that you can find. Yeah, there's one where a weird-looking Bigfoot has a taco... Moving in and out of his mouth. But we all know that... Oh, that one's insane. <laughs> we all know that uh, Bigfoot likes beef jerky. He's been co-opted by Big Beef <laughs> right, Jerky. Right, I mean, I think all companies are learning that if you want to sell your product, you got to get Bigfoot as a spokesperson or, think, a, or a character in their ads because it's, it's, it's gold. Yeah, it's gold. Welcome to the show. Money Michael. Gold. Hi. Michael McMillan. Hello, everybody. Michael, you are in art as well. Thank you for welcoming us to Los Angeles. Art, you grew up in Los Angeles. I or did. Were you born here? No, I, I grew up in a city called La Mirada. It's over by uh, Norwalk. We actually borderline LA County, Orange County. So from this location, we're about 30 minutes, right, on a good day, but with the traffic. It could take about about two hours. This is my hometown, and you know, every time I come back, I'm currently in Qatar, but I come down and I say, God bless America. It's always good good to be home and have some good old good old tacos. And Michael, you've lived here for 17 plus years. That's true. Also, I'd like to say on behalf of everybody in T3 Nation, thank you for your service, Artemis. Absolutely. Thank and you. Congratulations. For your thank you very much. In two Great different day. armed forces. Yes. Was in was in the army, and then now in the, in the air force. So it's yeah, good. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely like the air force better. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> Let's not start a civil war on the podcast. I'd just like to point out, Dave, if you might want to get a picture. I didn't get a D mags today, but I did get two margaritas. Oh, And okay. I'm going to just do it that way. That is the voice of executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Chris, thank you for joining us here on the show. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, Chris, we had an interesting day trying to get to our location today. We actually walked through a Brazilian parade down Hollywood Boulevard. We did. It was the Culture Culture Festival. Festival. I meant to ask what the celebration was. It's the Los Angeles Culture Festival and Parade. And we were kind of stuck on the other side, so we just kind of walked into the parade and moved our arms a little bit and got across the street. Also known as the Los Angeles Clusterfuck Culture (laughs) Parade, the traffic was horrible. We had to walk across the parade up to the donut shop to expert Los Angeles driver Michael McMillan, who got us here in record time. Beep, beep. Okay, so we're at Salazar. Michael, you suggested this place for us to try today. Uh, what's your experience here? Have you, um, have you eaten here before? I was brought here by fellow Kansas Cityan native. Actually, I guess she was born in Texas, but she grew up in Kansas City with me. Friend of all of us in America, uh, Holly Fain. And she brought me here, 
it's been over a year ago, right when it op- first opened. And I was like, this is a delicious place that I will have to take my friend David someday. It's awesome so far. How are the tacos? We just got the tacos so far. I just had the uh, El Pastor, and I know this is jumping the gun, but it was delicious. I got to say, these tortillas are awesome. They're really good. I like the tortillas. I'm, I'm a big uh, carne asada guy, so anytime I go to the first place I go to, I ask for carne asada and a little horchata, and then, hey, I usually know if that's a good place or not, right? If they don't know what horchata is or carne asada, there's, there's a problem there. I think they might have horchata here. So what are your thoughts on the carne asada, Art? I, I like it. I just, it's got a little more, a little, little juicier than I'm used to, but I like it like this. It's got a good taste. I like the onions, the cilantro. I'm a big cilantro person, so I'm a definitely a pro cilantro. Pro cilantro. Grew, grew, grew up all my whole life. So Art, You're on the right side of cilantro. <laughs> Art, you've listened to the show. We've espouse many taco opinions on the show. What's some of your feedback for us on the show? What have you learned from our guests and our many episodes? You know what? I I like it because it's a lot of, you know, everybody's got their own opinion on things, right? So it's surprising what some people like, some people are so... Their opinion is their opinion, but my opinion is my opinion, right? So, (laughs) hey, I I like it. I I like any taco. So I'll tell you what, we were talking about going to Taco Bell. I noticed it's on a lot. I hadn't been to Taco Bell in years. You know why I went back? (laughs) Because I listened to your show. So I went back and I got a couple of tacos and I'm like, ah, it's all right. Not what I usually ask for, but hey, I went there and it was what done. Did, we do talk about it a lot on the show. So so what did you get? Did you get like a taco just a, supreme? Just a regular, regular tacos, you know, with the thing, with the hard shell. And that's what I used to grow up with in college. You know, we used to go there a lot and it would be good stuff to go for a cheap price. So you went to college with executive producer Chris Garibaldi. You guys have many amazing stories of yes. your college days. On my episode, I told the one about when tequila gave us superpowers, and Art and I both ran over the top of a bunch of cars. Remember that? I do. I do. I remember it well. And then we ran into the house <laughs> and destroyed a chair. <laughs> I think it was more than a chair. I think there was chairs, tables, pumpkins, a lot of other things that were there. So how many cars did you guys run over? Oh, it was quite a few. I think it was you whole, went down an it entire was, it was, block, It was a right? whole block. So I, I couldn't <laughs> even account it how many went in there. I just remember all the alarms going off on cars, and we were just walking <laughs> over, and everybody was going, what the heck are those guys? Those guys are flying by, and I don't know how they got from one side to the other. I mean, it was quick. It was amazing. Speaking of tequila and cars, when I moved from Columbia to Lawrence, Kansas, he used to come do National Guard duty for a weekend there in Lawrence. He used to drive his black sports car there and leave the car with me for the weekend while he was doing drills so I could drive around town like, you know, I was somebody. And the license plate for that car was, uh, do you remember, Art, California license plate? It was S. Cuervo, so S and then Cuervo for C-U-R-V-O. So obviously I was a big tequila drinker. My nickname was Cuervo back in the day, so everybody knew me because anywhere I went, I'd be ordering those shots. I mean, all the Columbia bars knew what I wanted right away, right? Line them up. Used to say, line them up. What kind of a car was it? It was a 240SX, right? At the time, all black, all tinted windows, California license plate. So (laughs) so you know how many times I got pulled over in that car. Quite a few times. And that was the night we we ran over the top of those cars like superheroes. We were drinking Cuervo Gold. We got started early because it was light out. And then we were just walking down the street, happy as a couple of clams, saw that line of cars, ran over them. And then when we got into the house and we saw Scott, we all decided to destroy a wooden chair. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) It was quite fun. It was beautiful. We just had the energy. You couldn't believe how much energy we had that night. It was called power. What did the chair do to instigate... I, it was putting out some kind of bad, bad no, vibe. I think I remember, that's not the bad vibe. I don't know what it was. I remember like, specifically what it did. Art and I, after running up all, over all these cars, like ran into the house like a couple of like 
five-year-old children giggling, laughing. We start pushing each other. Art and I start getting a little violent with one another. So I pick up a chair and I raise it over my head like I'm going to hit him with it. And it was one of those kind of wooden folding chairs, you know, it was kind of perfectly yes. set within the grooves. The seat of the chair slid out of its grooves and fell to the floor while the frame of the chair remained in my hands. We suddenly grew incredibly silent. We looked down at the fact that we had broken this chair to a certain degree and then decided to just smash that chair. And then <laughs> I even remember Scott taking a piece of wood, putting it up against the heater yeah, and smashing it with his foot. And he takes the little piece and he's like, no piece bigger than this. No piece bigger than this. And so we proceeded to smash the chair within that size limit. I love that you tell this story as if you're recounting like a piece of performance <laughs> art. When in fact, this is just a disturbing tale of angry, drunk college kids. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I'm very proud of it, but I shouldn't be. Is that what you're... Wasn't there a table we busted at your place, too? No, well, the it, the chair was a part of a table and chair set that we weren't allowed to use because one of our roommates said that we weren't allowed to touch it. And that's what made destroying the chair. <laughs> so it really was an act of aggression against the other roommate. It was. It was, but it was also... But it, was, it, it was fine. Is this a therapy session for like me? I, I, no, I feel like for me, I'm realizing I'm dining with the bad guys. <laughs> I did, I did you see, see you looking at his hero. chair there. So. <laughs> you act as if you're the hero of the story. You are the villain. We were heroes. We I had know. superpowers. Do you know what it took to smash that chair? You know, only supervillains drink something that gives them superpowers. <laughs> all the supervillains or Jekyll and Hyde, it's all because of something they drink that turned them into something evil. Okay. No superhero <laughs> drinks something and gets their superpowers that way. For the record, I'm not proud of anything I did from the ages of 15 to 22. So, but it's still funny yeah. stories. That's and all. we learned that's from that's it, right, Chris? We learned. We learned from We did. We don't did. smash yeah, chairs yeah, anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't smash chairs that much anymore. We'll go with that. No, Art, I last saw you in probably, what was it, fall of 1997, yeah. me and Michael and Chris, we shot a movie in Columbia, Missouri. He did. He That's did. the last time I saw you, except for watching the movie back. It's been a while. Do you have any memories of filming the epic I do. movie Trouble with Airbags? I just remember how young you guys were. <laughs> it's we seeing were. you guys, it was just it's just amazing to see you guys again. So I get it's an honor to see you guys and we it were, was great. Uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just following you guys, and Chris was just telling me what to do. I so played we just followed a, to, uh, <laughs> a guy who sold beer to underage kids, kids. Yeah, out yeah. of his out apartment, of his basement apartment. <laughs> Again, not a good guy. <laughs> Again, <laughs> but certainly the hero of those kids' stories <laughs> until they died in a car accident <laughs> at the hands of a demonic airbag. That's so can also, you still see that? So can you still? It's pull online, that up right? Is it online? Is Chris? it streaming on Netflix? I think I took it down because the concept of giving underage kids liquor probably doesn't age uh, well. Yeah, I, I swapped the uh, Olympia beer out with uh, Pepsi. Walkie-talkie. <laughs> I swapped the demon out with the little bunny that comes in and combs their hair. <laughs> it's a training movie. It's about not doing that, so it's actually an educational yeah, it's, film. it's a morality tale. It is a morality tale. You were misunderstanding your own moral. In reality, though, that was the first day I was <laughs> ever intoxicated. <laughs> really? You forgot. Art's beer is, is the first <laughs> the time I ever got drunk. So you're saying I'm a bad influence again on you, yeah, too. Right? Yeah, there it comes again. Yeah. The story of my life. I forget my own moral. <laughs> And I hadn't seen Dave in a year or two. And we um, were on that, that, what was that cliff called? We called them the cliffs. Yeah. We were just up there really drinking beer and smoking cigars. And I looked over and saw Dave was drunk. And I was like, are you drunk? And Dave goes, 
I've never had beer before. <laughs> Dave and I actually made many movies together when we were kids with Dave's home video camera. I used to beg my parents to get me one. Uh, they finally did when I was 18. And I think most of Trouble Their Bags was maybe, was that shot on my video camera? But it was the first time we'd worked together as adults, I guess, young adults at the time. So, Michael and Art, do you have any favorite Los Angeles eateries? Are you geared towards going to taco places when you're come to LA or, or Michael what are some of your favorite spots living here in art do you have any favorites that you come back to well I used to go to a place called uh, Takaso I think it's a kind of a small chain here and the reason I used to go there is because I used to have a well, I still do have an old 1965 notchback VW and we used to cruise uh, I don't know if you guys know it's Elysian Park I don't know if they still cruise there or anything, but back in the day everybody used to cruise their vehicles down there and Right after that, you know how it is. That's you, out you by get, Dodger Stadium. Yes, it is. So we used to go there, and they would end up at Takaso and just eat the tacos, and they had all the plates where all you get all the free carrots and chili and everything else. So we would load up on those and eat it. So that, you know, I don't know if it was good, but it was one of my favorite places to go because it has all the, the memories. That's kind so of the got, thing about tacos is even when they're not good, they're good. It's true. I mean, you don't know you don't know if it's good or if it's just a taco. In the right state of mind, it really it can really satisfy you no matter what. And, and I think the thing I like about LA is like you can just you don't even have to go half a block. It seems like and there's going to be a taco place, another taco place, and there's good to be able to try it. And everybody's got their own little style depending what part of Mexico or whatever. And they do have all this fusion stuff. It, it you know that's what I appreciate. This is my, a definitely a good taco town. So yeah, my first taco encounter in Los Angeles was when I lived, this is a deep cut, I know this is a Kansas City podcast, but I lived in the Fairfax district just near Beverly Boulevard in La Brea, kind of in the heart of LA, just uh, in near West Hollywood. And there was a Benito's taco shop, which I think is another local chain within walking distance. And I used to go over there once a week and they were really greasy, hard shell, big, crunchy, hard shell tacos that were delicious and I would it was kind of the, like you could get two and then anything beyond that and you were going to feel sick to your stomach but they were real cheap and really really good for someone who was broken and just moved out to LA and you know the other nice thing is all the, the taco trucks right you got those all over the place and they're just they're good to go I, I love those places there's even some like right by where we live and it's always a good time to go in there just try it and so when I go somewhere, the first thing is I just start speaking Spanish to them, right? Start speaking Spanish, order the carne asada and the horchata. If they have all that, sh they're good to go. They're good to go for me. <laughs> um, when you're in Qatar, mm -hmm. some people call it Qatar, which mm -hmm. is correct. I think Qatar. Qatar. But they do, they, some people do start Qatar, sometimes they pronounce it too. Yeah. What's the taco scene like in Qatar? <laughs> so they actually do have, there's actually some Mexican, I've only been to one. My kids and I went to a place, I can't remember the thing, but we went there. The Qatar has a lot of money. Everything's immaculate. We went in there. The atmosphere was great, but the tacos are just okay. The just nachos okay. were good, but the, the tacos weren't like your good steak and carne asada that you have here. So it's a little disappointing, but we still enjoyed it, right? When you haven't had a taco in a while and you have a taco, it's good feeling to the tummy. All right, so every week here on the show, we like to check the taco ticker. These are the taco news stories of the week. You guys want to check the taco ticker with me? Absolutely. Oh, All yes. right, let's do it. Love it. All right, this is an L.A.-themed taco ticker story. Taco ticker story number one. Joe Biden recently grabbed tacos with Mayor Garcetti 
in L.A. Former vice president and presidential candidate Joe Biden brought his presidential campaign to the Southland a few months back. The Democratic presidential hopeful was in L.A. for a pair of fundraisers, but not before he had tacos in the Pico Union area with Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. Biden also attended a midday fundraising event in Hancock Park. He spoke for about 20 minutes at the event, thanking the roughly 250 people in attendance for their support and telling them he wants to restore the backbone of this country. Between his fundraising events, Biden got together with Garcetti in the Pico Union area to meet with residents and stopped at a King Taco eatery. Have you ever had King Taco? I don't think so. I, I, I have it, but I, I was actually one of my cousins. I was one of the places he recommended. I recommend there's one in LA and I guess there's one in Pico Rivera too. So is it a chain? I recognize yeah, the yeah. name, yeah. He said it was I pretty haven't... famous. He said if there's one place I'd go, that would probably be a good place to go, but I heard it's pretty good. It doesn't say what kind of tacos he ate. That's because he probably didn't actually eat any tacos. <laughs> was, <laughs> was Joe Biden biting those tacos? Do we know? It doesn't say. It doesn't say if he was biting and then and eating them. Well, when he... Joe well, what Biden. is it? I think we all know what bidening someone is. <laughs> it's when you massage that taco a little too long. Too yeah, long. It's, it's yeah. Will. So, what do you guys think? Do you think Biden was just trying to, of course he was, trying to look like he was, you know, cool by eating tacos and getting people that love tacos to vote for him? Was it a sick ploy, or, or what do you think? I mean, I find it interesting, Dave, as a taco podcast that, you know, if he's pandering to anyone, he's pandering to your nation of taco eaters. So it's I think you, the answer is in the way that you've asked the question. Seems uh, like you were turned off by this publicity stunt. I didn't see any photos. I think it was a publicity stunt. People are trying to use tacos for their political I have games. a historical question. This may sound like an ignorant question, but I, I sincerely mean it. Did tacos start on this side of the border or on the opposite side of the border? Are they an American, like a Tex-Mex food, or are they no. truly a Mexican food that came across the border? I think it's a Mexican. It's a Mexican. You probably know more, more than that, but I think it's it on the Mexican. Okay. This was Mexico. Right. Yeah, this used to be Mexico. California, oh, Arizona, well, right? Mexico. Like I told you it was an ignorant question. <laughs> <laughs> but your side, which side they start, I think, right? I think right. tacos were created in Michigan. <laughs> in Maine. In Maine. Lobster bisque and taco the tacos. taco predates the arrival of the Spanish in Mexico. There's anthropological evidence that the indigenous people living in the lake region of the Valley of Mexico traditionally ate tacos filled with small fish. Wow. Writing at the time of the Spanish conquistadors, Bernal Diaz del Castillo... So we actually had the fish tacos, ...documented huh? the yeah. first taco feast enjoyed by Europeans, a meal which Hernan Cortez arranged for his captains in Coyoacan. All right, I'm very sorry. I'd like to apologize to all <laughs> well, I didn't know the, the answer. Spanish I'm people, I'm all the Mexican this off people. Wikipedia. I am truly ignorant. That was just a question out of ignorance. I just grew up with tacos, so I don't know. But I'm glad that I've learned now, Dave. and I've learn from my mistakes. I have a taco question for you. Can I save it for later? Sure. Okay. Or now. Have you ever had a tacos de caso, literally meaning bucket tacos? Is that why they're called in a tub? From taco? which a metal bowl <laughs> filled with lard is typically used as a deep fryer. Meats for these types of tacos typically include tripa, usually from a pig instead of a cow, and can also refer to the intestines. Tripas, tripas. Tripas. Have you had those art? Oh, I've Carnitas. had, I've, had uh, I've made brains and I've made uh, intestines tacos. That was part of what we did in my family all the time. So Actually, really, I yeah. had a question. When you would come and visit us, did you cook or did I cook for you? I can't remember. I, co I cooked a lot. I thought you cooked. Yeah. So I'm sitting with the two men that I've lived with in temporary quarters, our two guests today, at different times in my life. 
I would come home from a hard day's work and they would have cooked me a delicious meal. That's the most I've and, ever cooked in my life. Actually, when the, I had a California husband. The, the, the three men, because now. Tom Draney sitting here to my left used to cook for me as well. He, was, he is an amazing cook. And I would come home in college and Tom would have a meal prepared for us as well. My three husbands are sitting with me. I'm glad that we can all be friends today. What did you ever cook for us? Sour cream and potato chips. Yeah, I, think I would I make sour cream and potato chips. Uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know if this has been revealed on the podcast yet, but Garibald makes a mean pizza. Yeah, I do make. He a good makes pizza. good homemade pizzas, yeah. which, if you were just to fold in half, would be an Italian taco. <laughs> it's funny when my wife and I met, I was actually cooking for myself because I didn't have Art or Tom around, and I hadn't yet met Michael. And I cooked for my wife every meal that we had, and she said, "Boy, I better up my cooking game. This guy's a real cook." And so then, because I would make all the meals, my you know my mom was a great cook, so she taught me how to make meals. Then after we got married, and Sarah turned into this amazing cook, I never cooked again. So. <laughs> I kind of trapped her with my cooking. To answer your question, Michael, I've never had bucket tacos. (laughs) Never had bucket tacos. I think, Dave, you and I need to have a special episode of... (laughs) You and I need to have a special episode of Taco the Town where we go through the taco Wikipedia page. Beat okay. by beat, and we discussed it. Okay. All right. We're in the Taco Ticker right now. Uh, this is Taco Ticker story number two. We recently talked about on the show that the Taco Bell Hotel was opening in Palm Springs. Does everyone remember that oh, story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now open for reservations. My friend tried to get us all to go uh, last week, and I couldn't. Here's an update. Reservations sold out in two minutes. Whoa. Wow. wow. Yeah. Dave, do you think that place is safe after all that stuff that goes on every week? You're like, every week I hear you. There's like some, it like should be getting hazardous duty pay like uh, we in, do in, in the military. every room in, <laughs> in the Taco Bell Hotel, there's someone who crawls through the window and attacks you. <laughs> You're right. They better have some security because everyone knows Taco Bell has a lot of crime problems, or as I call it, cheesy gordita crime. <laughs> At Taco Bell, lots of crime is happening, but hopefully the hotel has security for that. Or they should get extra pay, like we do in the military. We call it hazardous duty pay, right? You get, get right. a little extra to work. What with. What would inspire hazardous duty pay? So what would have to happen to you to get paid extra? Oh, you, you just have to be in a combat zone. I tell you yeah, what, every time I have Taco Iraq. Bell, it's always followed by a hazardous duty. <laughs> <laughs> so this if that uh, makes you pay. <laughs> so this Taco Bell hotel has uh, seventy rooms. Pricing began at $169 per night. It's for Taco Bell super fans only, a first-come, first-served basis. The hotel features entertainment, people like dancing with Taco Bell in their hands, maybe people throwing sauce packets, food and drinks, including Taco Bell's version of a poolside resort menu. I'm sure they have a lot of Baja Blast. I like the blasts. idea. There's, so there's a restaurant out here in L.A. called R&D, which is the test restaurant kitchen for the menu for the uh, chain Houston's it's delicious and so I like the idea of like being able to go someplace that's sort of like the Platonian ideal of what a Taco Bell menu might be could be really fun it says um, there's going to be a 
There's a chill lounge, a place where you can chill. The hotel draws on Taco Bell's vibrant palette to create a unique flavor-filled destination that is the ultimate expression of the brand, as you were saying, Michael, unlike anything the brand has done before. This is like when Skittles had put on a Broadway musical. Whoa, when was that? In December or January, I can't remember what the event was for. I think it was around Christmas. Skittles put on a sort of self-aware, meta-ironic Broadway musical as a publicity stunt. I, I feel like we're living in this weird age where like now like brands have to really like really go crazy to make an ad. They're like building a hotel just to make an ad. It is crazy. You know when uh, I lived with Tom and Art. I'm not against it frankly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of bummed. There's they a part in it. Yeah. It's fun they sold out in two minutes. I would have liked to have done the show from there. That would have been awesome. Sorry Dave. And they, like, and they actually have Taco Bells in Qatar also. So by the really? Way. They do, they do. Yep. Dave, I got to yep. ask you, okay. I want to hear about that, I'm sorry, but before we get to that, mm-hmm. why didn't you wake up and book that hotel the moment it went online? Uh, I was probably just sleeping. Were you? Because Kansas City wakes up before Los Angeles <laughs> does. You sure you didn't have a taco hangover? I probably did. <laughs> it's okay. I just I just spaced it, man. I'm sorry. That was my bad. I did the bad. same thing with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay. I I forgot May second was the window to get reservations, so I had to book a hotel to get there. So you've been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and there you have sort of a taco there. Yeah, I was going to ask you about wow. the taco there. It's Ronto's Roasters has a Ronto pita taco. It's sort of a cross between a taco. A gyro and a hot dog. And it is very good. I think about it. It has that nice you, you gordita. Yeah. I oh, think wow. about it every day since I had it. It was delicious. Do you think about it like I think about butterbeer? I constantly dream I of having another butterbeer. Butter did, did, did you have week? a butterbeer? I did. I just, Wasn't I was it amazing? Just at Universal Studio. I just went there with my kids. So good. I have money. to say, amazing. the butterbeer trumps the blue and green milk at Galaxy's Edge. Of However, it does. the blue milk is really good, but nothing beats butterbeer. However, try the, the weird taco at Ronto, the Ronto Roasters. It's prepared by a robot as he roasts it under a pod racer engine. A robot preparing tacos? Yeah, it's an 88 model, the one that was in Jabba's Palace. Wow. He roasts it under a pod racing engine. Sounds awesome. It's pretty cool. I'll show you a video. All right, well, those are the taco ticker stories, guys. Thanks for checking those taco ticker stories out with me. I want to hear about Taco Bell and Qatar. Oh, yeah. What do they sell there? Same menu as here? To be honest here? with you, I, I've never gone there. Oh, okay. So I just know they have them. It's <laughs> like everything else. They have Five Guys. They got Chili's. They got every kind of restaurant you ever want over there, but it's, it's there. KFC, of course. Yes, definitely yeah. KFC. KFC. Um, they're saying that India is going to be the country with the second most Taco Bell locations. Wow. Other than the USA. So they must love Taco Bell in India. All right, well, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Damn. Oh, the damn. Friends, Lotus Pool Records knows the unfathomable darkness is upon us. Fear and anxiety stoked by incessant email, texts, tweets, DMs, the constant social pressure to be your best self, the 24-hour news cycle pitting us against each other in a digital civil war. The attack may be virtual, but the casualties are real. Good news. There is a cure. Sun Eaters 3, Unfathomable Darkness. The latest album from Kansas City's sincere rock smartasses is here to help you through the darkness. 
Sun Eaters love you no matter who you are. We know that your flaws and mistakes make you human and beautiful. We want you to feel peace, love, and congregation. Lay down your devices, turn off your notifications, and turn on the darkness. Unfathomable Darkness is the soundtrack to your cathartic recovery. It will let you laugh, cry, elate, and shake your ass despite everyone watching. On July 26th, download and stream Sun Eaters 3 Unfathomable Darkness everywhere. Brought to you by Lotus Pool Records. Join us at lotuspool.com. All right, it's time to hear our review of the tacos here at Salazar. Everyone's done with their tacos? Oh, yes. Yeah. Very good. I'm done good. with these tacos. <laughs> What's everybody's first thoughts? Art? Uh, I thought they were good. Um, it's a little different. I'm used to the carne asada being not as moist. It was a little moisture than I'm used to, but it was very good. It had a little bit of cilantro in it. had the uh, cebolla or onions in it. And I thought it was good. I like, I'm a big corn tortilla guy, so... Definitely like those the tortillas, tortillas were delicious. Yeah, yeah. That would be my review. Tortillas were were way above board. Probably the well, some of the best we've had. The meat was fantastic. Every once in a while, I got a piece that was too chewy, and that's a you which, know. Which tacos did you have, Chris? I had the all three: the pollo, the carne asada, and the al pastor. I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of of chewy meat. Overall. An excellent taco experience. Michael? I had the El Pastor and the carne asada. I thought both were terrific, to be honest. I didn't have the chewy meat experience, so maybe I got it out of a different batch. Maybe it's a little inconsistent. I think I'm overly sensitive yeah. to chewy meat. I'm interested in the carne asada because usually it's a little bit more dry, yes, right? It's not yes. as saucy. Right. Yeah, I'd agree. Maybe it's a little saucy, but I don't mind it because the flavor was really yeah. good. It was messy. This is also the first time that I've ever eaten tacos with a beard. I've recently grown a beard. Okay. And I noticed that when I was eating the carne asada, I was getting a lot of that sauce on my beard, and I wasn't <laughs> sure how to clean it off. Yeah. And you got but, a little bit extra for later, oh too, on man, there, too. a little flavor saver. <laughs> I have to say the uh, El Pastor was terrific, with that little pineapple slaw in it, or whatever There's that a little is. There's a little crunch to real it, which was good. good. Real good. I, I was very satisfied. And the chips and guac and salsa were also fantastic. Salsa is great. The chips, great. chips well, were Some really of the best good. chips I've probably ever had at any Mexican restaurant. Really perfect. And the guac feels guac was like, like butter. Was yeah, delicious. the guac had like some kind of peanuts or something. You see yeah. it on top, which is interesting. Yeah, I, gave it a good little, I like the little crust. I like things that get are different. So like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Dave, you yeah. got some tacos flying in right now. Yeah, what did you, ooh, what these are there? hot. These are fresh. Look at that. That's you got nice. the uh, El Pollo? Delicious. Yeah, I got El the and the, the El Pastor, yeah. I did not have the Pollo. Carne asada was really good. I like that sauce it had on it. Take a little bite of that El Pollo. They can edit it out. It's kind of hot. I, I don't want to burn my mouth. <laughs> I got a whole episode to, to go. That would be bad. Let's just cool it. Let's just cool these There's off. There's six hours left in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have yet to tell any stories. So. What would everybody rate these tacos out of five golden tacos being the best art? So one thing I like is I love this atmosphere out here, right? Being outside, it just got that local community. That you know, patio, we got a park right down. I, I'm, I'm a big outside kind of community kind of guy. So you got all the cactus, you know, or cacti, however you want to say it. And you got the bar right over here. So the atmosphere is great, you know. Um, overall, I'd give the, the carne asada, I'd give it a 4.2. What about, did you have the El Pastor? I did. I had a little bit of the chicken. I, oh, you got to try it. Well, I'd give the chicken, um, I try, I'd give that one a 4.3. So, okay. So, yeah. so a little better. Uh, yeah, a little better. A little better. We need to get you one of those uh, El Pastor you tacos. You got to taste it. Sure, I'll take a little, yeah. let me take a little bite take of that it. one. Because I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. It's very good. And uh, Artemis is not a soap 
person when it comes to cilantro. I think I still have a little bit of that soap, but I didn't notice it. It wasn't overwhelming in this. And uh, oh, so. that's good. That's good. No, I like I like good. that. I like that taste. It's got I don't know what kind of sauce or whatever in there. Man, but that's it's got so a really good, good. Right. I actually like that one the best. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's that? El Pastor. Yeah. 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 The El Pastor was fantastic. Um, I'd probably get that one a four point four. Yeah, yeah. I would say El Pastor four point five for me. The carne asada maybe four point two. I gotta say overall, I give this place probably four point four out of five golden tacos. I like this. I wanted to bring you bring you someplace that was like pretty much kind of represents what the like L.A. taco cuisine outside of the trucks. You know, these are these these tacos were a little bit larger than what you would get in a taco truck, as our waitress said. Because some of the places that we could have taken you might have been like more old school and may, or more like gringo stuff that you might see in the Midwest. I thought this was a fun example of sort of like here's a hip taco place in a hip part of town, which is Frogtown on the east side of Los Angeles. The, the setting here is incredible. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I always yeah. feel like, for yeah. me also too, setting is always like half the battle. Is that a, is that a term you would use in the Air Force? Sure, sure. You could do, but I agree. <laughs> I mean, you, just, you, you look at the people here, right? It's just a nice diversity of, of people, right? You just don't have, got a little bit of everything. It's you know, typical you yeah. know, Southern California. That's right? Los Angeles, yeah. man. That's what I love about LA. No, it's beautiful out here. I mean, it's almost like we could be in a patio of like theme park that's like a really chill theme park or something. It's just really, really nice open space. And and you barely notice that you're sitting near like giant electrical lines running alongside the freeway. (laughs) (laughs) But this is great. I don't know if you know, but here in Frogtown, there's like we're alongside the LA River here, and there's like a whole bike path that runs up and down the river where families can come ride their bikes and there's like cool little pit stops along the way and there's like cool bars over here and we're near Eagle Rock and Highland Park which is sort of the uh, up and coming you know hip area of town it's where people my age can go to used to be able to go to afford to buy a house and now I feel like (laughs) that's changing now too yeah I'm going uh, for I think uh, I'm I'm with you. I like the El Pastor the best. I'm going 4.6 out of Great. 5 mm-hmm. golden tacos. Nice. Very, very good. All right, so we enjoyed these tacos. We enjoy Salazar, but there are some people who have had some bad taco experiences <laughs> oh, here. <laughs> this is the part of the show called Bad Reviews Read in a Funny Voice. Bad Reviews on Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. All right, Art's going to go first. Here we go. This is Nico. Yeah, I got one that says Nico. So my voice is there's a band called Brujeria, and there's a guy, a death metal band, the guy just like, <laughs> so it'll be a little bit of, uh, so okay. Nico says, this place popped up on numerous best tacos list. The homemade tortillas were fine, though a bit gummy for my taste. The carne asada and pollo were both under seasoned and bland. Ay, que paso con este taco? The house salsa is mild. No hot sauces were offered with the tacos. I live in Alaska, and I can get better tacos in my hometown. Overall, disappointing experience. Ah! Two stars. <laughs> that might have been my all-time favorite review ever done. Also, accompanied by the blaring car horns in the background, just really helped set a, a mood. That was amazing. I live in Alaska. <laughs> I live in Alaska. Yeah. I think they need to go back. <laughs> I think that is a death metal lyric. I live in Alaska. Well, they had the gummy. the The gummy. the The meat was kind of gummy. They said that in the review. And Chris, oh, did they say yeah. it too? Yeah. I think there's a type of person that just doesn't like chewy meat. 
Yeah. And I I think most normal people don't mind. But and I think it's because what you're used to, right? So it's kind of, kind of took There's me a little one. bit to get used to that meat. But overall, you know, once you get past that little that, the chewiness, it's, it's good. Right? I think yeah. I eat too fast. Yeah. And when I encounter undercooked meat, it just takes me too long to get it into my belly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the problem. Hold on a quick side boat. Tom Draney's here to tell us about uh, what he thought the tacos tasted like. The carne asada meat, I think, tasted a lot like Korean kalbi, which is marinated rib meat. I agree. Very chewy chewy and fatty. Thank you, Tom. All right, Michael, uh, which one would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to do Sequoia P. Says. Okay. And this is going to be read by uh, an old friend of ours. You may have seen him last in Dave's... Classic film, Metcalf South Memories. Mr. Craig Brewer. Okay. Uh, this is um, not a winner. I went here for the first time with a friend, and I ordered um, two tacos, chicken and carne asada. Me was prepared and seasoned well. Guacamole and salsa was bland, and I ordered an Arnold Palmer that came in a skinny flute glass at $9 a glass with, oh, and I'm I'm using all caps here, no refills. (laughs) I was stunned as the very tiny glass with ice barely held four ounces of actual beverage. And lastly, the service was awful. I had to wave my waitress down multiple times as she hung out by her station chatting with coworkers. She stopped by on her own twice to take order and give us her bill. And I have to say, it was a cute location, but overall, place is not worth your hard-earned dollars, so they seem to operate as if they deserve your business, and I give it two stars. Also, my waitress was a girl, and that made me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And by girl, I mean just a female... Um, anyone of the opposite sex, I'm not trying to be non-binary, but just, I'm trying to eat my meal, so make me comfortable, please. Two stars. Thanks, Craig Brewer. Good I to gotta see go, you. my dad's in the hospital. <laughs> Good to see you again, Craig. <laughs> He's more worried about his Arnold Palmer. What, what the, who orders that at a Has anyone place? ever accidentally ordered an Arnold Palmer and called it a uh, Robert Palmer? <laughs> <laughs> What would what would a Robert Palmer it's, uh, be? It's a hot damn and uh, <laughs> lemonade. In college, I dated a girl who, when she was in high school, was a Missouri State High School rodeo, rodeo queen, and she drank a lot of fucking hot damn. And boy, <laughs> she was pissed off when she did. I feel like I'm, I'm going to stop there. A Robert Palmer would be if you order like 24 Arnold Palmers lined up in succession. With tiny guitars attached to the glasses. <laughs> yeah. Robert Palmer. Uh, it famous. would be like a pink lemonade. Yeah. He, yeah, he was that'd in be good. Power Station. It's 12 or 24 <laughs> pink lemonades. Station, what, was, yeah. what was Robert Palmer? So he was he just... I, I just recently heard something about Robert Palmer's origin story. I can't remember what it was. He drank a lot of <laughs> tequila and got superpowers. <laughs> he sings the amazing Power Station song, Some Like It Hot. Yeah, and Some I didn't mean to turn you on. There yeah. you go. Is that, that Power Station, though? Some like it hot yeah. and some sweat. And that's the one with all the girls, right? Is that the one with all the girls? Addicted to love. Oh, addicted. There you go. There you got it. Well, I mean. Bang a gong as well. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a T-Rex cover. Well, I had a great taco experience here at Salazar. I don't know about you guys. Oh, it was wonderful. Loved it. Loved the atmosphere. Great drinks. Great, great patio. Nice 
trees to have your eating under, to eat under. Uh -huh. I think I've got umbrellas, nice open, open door atmosphere to the, it's an, in an old auto body shop. So yeah, if you're in LA, if you're in the Frogtown area, stop by Salazar. Would you guys recommend it? Oh, yes, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, and we're here in between 3 and 5 p.m., which is kind of like their limited menu, but it was great because it was literally all tacos. Um, yeah. But I wonder uh, what other items might be on the uh, menu that we missed. So uh, I would definitely recommend to come by. There's, you know, L.A. has so many places to, to eat and check out, but I would put this on your list. All right, we'll be right back after this quick break. We interrupt this podcast for a BCC news break question for you. Do you like stories of high strangeness? Deep dives into the paranormal? Tales of the unexplained? Chats about Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs, mysterious monsters, and creepy cryptids? Then you should be listening to the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast, hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, Michael and Bryce, along with producer Riley Bray, welcome a celebrity guest, and together they delve into discussions of the unknown, hauntings, alien abductions, Sasquatch portals, lizard men, skinwalkers, and Dover demons. Oh my. An attempt to uncover the secret to the universe's greatest unsolved phenomenon. Will their celebrity guests think it's a load of bollocks, or will they believe it? You'll have to listen to find out. Only on Bigfoot Collectors Club, or BCC if you prefer. Look for it wherever you find your podcasts. BCC encourages its listeners to go get regressed, you never know what alien encounters lurk in your past. This has been a BCC news break. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. This is Taco Topics, the Taco Questionnaire. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. Every guest on our show has to answer. Art, are you ready? I am ready. I was born ready. Michael and Chris, feel free to chime in on any of these if you feel passionate Only about it. Only if you say it. it's okay. I've done this twice. <laughs> Or at least once. I'm going to let Art take I've this. never done it. Oh, no, I've done it. <laughs> okay, Art, question number one. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? So I told you, I think it's the, the carne asada I look for first. That's the, the main thing. Like I said, the first thing I go somewhere, if they don't know how to cook carne asada, there's a problem, right? If, if I, they cook a good carne asada, usually the rest of the meal is, is, is good on there. And tonight, how were, how were those? It was good. So the carne asada was good. It was different. I had a little time to get used to that. Uh, sauciness, but overall, once you got used to it, it was, it was really good. Yeah. Okay, do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell, and I like I like corn. So I grew up with the corn. I mean, I used to, we were young, not saying we didn't have money, but I used to just love getting the butter, put it on a tortilla, cook it on the, 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 the stove, flip it, put a little butter, a little salt, and I would eat it just like that. So it was good. How would you say that the shells today, the uh, tortillas today? They were good. Were? So they were actually flour. The ones I had were flour, yeah. and those looked actually looked like they were homemade. So they were they were really good. Straight off the grill, it looked like. Okay. Yeah, they were they were really good. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed those. Um, okay, hot or mild salsa? Hot. I'm a hot guy. I love it. Do you have a favorite hot salsa that you go to, or do you do homemade? So what I usually do too, when I usually when you go to a restaurant and you know anywhere in the states, they usually have the gringo stuff, right? The thing, and I just say, hey, I know you got the hot stuff in the back. I'll usually talk in Spanish. <laughs> and they'll 
They'll usually have some in the back, and they'll bring it bring it right to you. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I go and I go, sir. Please bring the mildest sauce you have in my, in my like most gringo voice. Okay, uh, no cilantro or pro cilantro. Uh, pro cilantro. Okay. Pro cilantro. You are not a soap person. No, not at all. Not at all. We had a little bit of cilantro on those tonight, but not a ton. No, I wish. There, actually, I wish there would have been a little bit more on there. That would. Yeah. I think that would have made it a little, a little better. Yeah. Okay, if you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Is there something? I eat menudo. You guys know what menudo is? A little tripe in there, so it's good. It's Love like a, the menudo. It's a small change. Yeah. It's also a uh, singing group. This is that's true. From, that is true. From the uh, '80s, when I was a child, on Saturday mornings they would they would sing to me. Te gusta bailar? <laughs> me gusta bailar. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You like to dance? Yeah. Uh huh. So it's interesting. So when I grew up with my cousins, that was like their boy their boy band. It was menudo was menudo. their boy band. They had their posters all over their rooms, and you know me and growing and growing up where I did, I didn't really understand. Until like look later on, and hey, they're little. There's a boy band, Mexican boy band. They had right? subtitles yeah. Saturday morning yeah. and cartoons. Yeah. They're like they in between yeah. the segments. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Ricky Martin was in Menudo. Yeah. yeah, yes, he was. He's like the Justin Timberlake yeah. of. Menudo. I was. Sh- I think that answered the question. I was thinking, like, who's the richest Menudo? <laughs> it's probably Ricky Martin. Absolutely, that, I love is. that. There what was is. that big Ricky Martin song? Leave a love. Oh, I love that song. I do. So what I've also <laughs> also learned about the uh, tripe is like different countries. So have tripe. So uh, my wife, they make a thing called a skembe, which is also kind of a Menudo. And then the Koreans actually have a tripe soup too, which I just ate. I can't even pronounce how you do it, but. Any kind of tripe soup, I'm, I'm good with it. So it's very good. Yeah. If you would start a podcast, would it be Menudo of the Town? Oh, Menudo of the World. Talking tripe. <laughs> oh, Talking tripe. Yeah, there you go. Talking tripe. That's good. I, I'm sorry. I need, to, I need to put in a correction here. I, I, I forgot. It's not uh, Living La Vida Loco. It's the Ricky. I do like that song. The song I love is the follow-up to that song. And I can't, She's All That I Want. Is that what it was? Do you guys remember that song? I don't. I don't. Is this part of your dark Ricky Martin phase? <laughs> <laughs> I think this was something you shared with yourself and no one else. Did you have those Menudo posters in the back of your, your car? I was I admitted earlier that my entrance to music was listening to shitloads of Barry Manilow. The Ricky Martin ballad is not a not a far shot from that. Hold on, I'm looking up the Ricky Martin hits. I'm a troubled human being. I think we've established that on this podcast. <laughs> we'll come back to it. Okay, Art. Have you eaten much tacos in Kansas City? I have. You know, it's it's interesting. When I first uh, started drilling, I used to drill in uh, Kansas City, uh, Kansas. No. And I, when I go through my drills, we used to go to, uh, I think it was Manny's, right? Love that place. And then the California Taqueria, I believe there. So it was weird coming, you know, this was back in the, the 80s and 90s, living in Missouri. Obviously, there wasn't very many mix, right. mixing places there. So started drilling in Kansas City. And also one of my buddies took took me down. You start seeing all the lowriders. And I'm like, hey, I feel like I'm back in L.A. again. And I loved it. I was hooked. You know, we started drinking margaritas and they had menudo and they had, a, had all kinds of things that you can have there. We figured out which song it was. It was She Bangs. She, she Bang. <laughs> it was not She Bangs. I'm st- we're still researching. Hold okay. on. Okay. So you'd say Kansas City's a good taco town. I, I do. I do. I, I mean, I was hooked. I know it's grown a lot since then. Obviously, I haven't been there in a while, but... Just that Southwest Boulevard, I, I mean, that stuck sticks in my head because that, that food was authentic. You know, getting stuff in other parts of the Midwest, it just wasn't, it just didn't have that real Mexican kind of L.A. kind of fever to it. So. May I ask a serious question as a listener of the show? Um, what is up with Southwest Boulevard? Why is that thoroughfare for tacos? Do you know, is there a history behind that? Like, this is brought up again and again. Like, people are, oh, yeah, Southwest Southwest Boulevard? Proximity to the um, train tracks? The That's Mexican usually what it is. community in is that Kansas what it is? City? So, so I know, like, a lot 
lot of places in LA, it was actually by the train tracks, right? Because sometimes they would jump off and they would just start making communities. I don't know how that's how it is in Kansas City or, you know, sometimes one person comes and they just start growing out and going from there. I mean, LA is probably the best taco town, would you say? Yeah. You know, it's hard. You know, I'm biased because I'm from here. I come here all the time and I, I, I love LA, but I'll tell you another place I like. I, I go to San Antonio a lot because that's where all the medical stuff goes there. And I, lo- I love San Antonio. There's a lot of good places, a lot of holes in the walls. So... I travel all through the United States, and you know what I always look for? I try to look at those holes in the walls. I just start speaking Spanish to the ladies, and they usually set, set me up with a good meal. So I would say L.A. and then San Antonio are my top two places. Obviously, Mexico, but I don't say that counts in this, this time right now. Okay. Yeah, we get San Antonio. We get Austin a lot and, and L.A. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been saying Denver lately, too, mm. which I never really thought of denver but i guess they have some good tacos there too have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos kind of so um so i i, I say we used to cruise over a uh, legion park right so i had a 65 notchbacks actually still have it and uh so a lot of car clubs and things going on so me and my cousins we ended up getting a little fight out there we're at a taco stand so i had to give my tacos to the guy I said hey can you take care of these and while we start duking it out so we started fighting these guys on the motorcycle club and then all of a sudden um this other guy comes in and we're just like going at it different people are going and <laughs> this other club goes in and he goes hey um, hey we'll help you out so we're like come on in so when once they got in we went out we got our tacos and then we left and we let them finish it also <laughs> and we had a good time went our notch back and went back in elysian park had a good time so that's the only time of day any other time i've but accepted you still got tacos i still the, got yeah. tacos but i did i did deny them at the time so that's our version of hold my beer <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hold, hold my, my taco <laughs> <laughs> is there a type of taco that that you've never tasted that you've kind of wish was a taco like is there a certain ingredient that you've never had in a taco that you'd like to try so i'll tell you what there's all these so i'm uh i eat all kinds of crazy foods i've been all over the world and i want to try one of those cricket tacos eh? so yeah. i just like some kind of insects whether i just want to try try one of those it sounds those like it's in good. mexico right I, I believe they do yeah they do, so. i saw a show where they ate those on the street in mexico yeah. Yeah. how about a red tarantula taco i would, would, I would eat it but i heard that's illegal and they start it is illegal yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, when I was in Mexico, they used to get the tortugas, which is the turtles, and they used to cut them up and make soup and then make tacos out of them. But I guess that's illegal now, too. So those those were, those were some of the best tacos I ever had, Tur- turtle tacos. Tortuga. Yeah, tortuga. Turtle tacos, tacos? Oh, yeah, they were wonderful. Do you, how do you uh, incorporate the shell in that, the, the turtle shell? Yeah, so they would just, I mean, I was like probably 12 years old. I saw them rip up. I mean, the turtle was probably like two feet long. They ripped it open. They took all the meat out. They gutted it, wow. and then they stewed it up. And then after they put the spices in it and they put it in a corn taco and you ate it up, it was delicious. It was delicious. What's it so. taste like? Turtle. Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to uh, just remind, I just want to point out that, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were the heroes of their story and the villain of that story wanted to make them into turtle soup. So again, oh. just another... <laughs> I'm a villain. I guess we're villains. Ari and I are the villains. <laughs> You got your two villains, Dave, for the podcast now. <laughs> I think I've had turtle soup before. It was good. It was, it was yeah. Good. You know, there's a there's a zombie film uh, made by an Italian filmmaker. Uh, I forget the name of it. I think it's called Cannibal, Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, where they um, one of the scenes in it, they actually butcher a turtle for meat, and they got in a lot of trouble for actually that scene. And then also, they thought that the cannibal cannibalism scenes were real. And they, the director got dragged into court. He had to bring the actors 
from the film who were eaten into court to show the judge that they were alive and well because the film was so realistic. I watched the movie and thought it was real. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real? The turtle scene is. So isn't it illegal to watch that movie in the U.S. for a while? Allegedly. I think that was a marketing campaign. I hope okay. you guys are going to donate to the American <laughs> to the, Wildlife the turtle, turtle Association. Turtle Association <laughs> I, I, again, I was I was in that age of 16 to 22, and I was you know a villain, <laughs> as Michael points out. Uh, I am not, I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of seeing that film, and I will actually on that rec- on that recommendation. I am going to make a donation. I did eat meat today, so you know I understand the hypocrisy. Hey, hey Dave, can I tell you a story about? Uh, um, I did in- eat insects once, so yeah. um, sort of part of my training that I do for the military. We go to survival school, right? So you have to eat like it's all in the it's all in the mind, right? It's all my mind, mind over matter. So they took us out. Um, they said, hey, you got to eat all this stuff in front of you, or you got to pick one of you got to pick one of these things. So we went in there. They had some worms. They had some uh, crickets. Um, they Salisbury had some other. Steak. Yeah, they had some other different <laughs> stuff in there. So the guy, the guy, the instructor specifically, has said, "Hey, you can't, don't eat anything until I tell you how to eat it." So we had a flight surgeon, who was basically the guys that take care of pilots. So what he did is he took the the cricket and he ate it. And you know what the thing did? You're supposed to take the legs off before you got it. So what it did, it expanded out and it got stuck in his throat. Oh. You know, he was really this guy was a really cocky guy, right? And Got stuck in the so we had to air vac him out, and he, and the guy, and the instructor oh laughed at him, and he said, "That's exactly why you're supposed to listen to what I what I did." So so he just ignored him about taking yeah the yeah, legs and then off. we got a, had a ship, and he's a doctor, right? <laughs> this so is also good advice yeah. if you're ever like <laughs> swallowed by a lion or a large predator, stick your arms out on their throat <laughs> and push back, put them out. Yeah. And so what I had to eat was uh, I I decided to pick the earthworm, right? I don't know what what the heck I want to do it. So what I thought about, it, I was like, hey, I might as well enjoy it. So I got a leaf. I'm thinking, hey, let's make this like a taco, right? So I got the leaf, I put the worm in there, and I just munched away, right? And it just tasted like dirt. But you know what? I did, I did my part, and I was able to pass the course. So that's I wish I had of, a little salsa. It would have been a little better. That's with one it. of the most amazing survival stories I've ever heard. <laughs> make it into a taco. That's right. With a leaf. That is, that's great. So, uh, so how was it? How, what did it, it taste like? It tasted like dirt, but it was, it was good. <laughs> it <tastes> like dirt. <laughs> you had to eat it, you know, you had to do it with a step. Okay, Art, this is the speed round. I just want to know yay or nay on these taco types. Right. I've added some new ones to the list here in the last couple months. So these are yay or nay questions. Just let me know yay or nay. Here we go. Taco pizza. Yay. Taco salad. Yay. Taco burgers. Uh, yay. Taco dogs. Yay. Miniature tiny tacos. Yay. Choco tacos. Yay. Breakfast tacos. Yay. Taquitos. Yay. Even more two two yays. Walking tacos. Yes. Tacos with a shell made out of a yay. fried chicken breast. Yes. I'm going to say yay to everything because I eat anything. So if <laughs> I eat worms, I can eat all this stuff. So <laughs> Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg. Yay. Tacos served with french fries and nacho cheese. Yay. A worm taco with a shell made out of a leaf. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> our first, or maybe our second perfect second, score yeah. here on Taco of the Town. So everyone give them, give them some applause. Ding, ding, ding. All, right. All right. That's great. So you're down for any type of I, taco. I am. I just love to eat. So I've eaten some pretty crazy stuff. And I, I, I'm like the type they tell you not to go eat at these little stands or something. That's the first place I'm going to. So just try out their food. So I need to know something we don't talk about here on the show are burritos. Do you have a, an opinion on burritos? I eat them, but I prefer tacos. So Okay. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. 
That was good. All right, what's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? So I knew this thought this was going to come up, so I actually got a, a list of stuff because I, I dr drive different vehicles, oh, nice. and, it, and it depends. So in my 65 notchback that I have, it's kind of got a theme, right? So I like Los Angeles by X, All and right. then... When I drive my Honda Accord, it's El Rey. I don't know if you ever heard that on the in the Chapo in the Netflix. There's a song. It's by Mariachis. They do it. It's called El Rey, but I like it by Vicente Fernandez, right? And then when I had the Honda Civic, which I still, which I drove today, I live Live Fast, Die Young by the Circle Jerks. So, oh, and then yeah. when I drive my Harley, I just like silence, baby. Just silence here in the rich world and just go to that taco place <laughs> and just eat tacos. it up. So, yeah. So it's got it depends on the mood, and you know a lot of my friends know it's just. I listen to all types of music, but yeah, I just got to be in the right mood to get on, whatever. On you. the topic of music, Art introduced me to Chelino Sanchez. Oh, Do you yes. remember that? Yes, I did. And it blew my fucking mind. I mean, it, it, it is just the great. He's like, uh, he's like sort of the Johnny Cash of yeah, Mexico. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a legend. He's a legend. So I actually went to the swap meet yesterday, and they had T-shirts of him. I was so tempted to buy one. Oh, I needed. Okay. Oh, if you see another one, I will reimburse you. Please get me extra large Chelino Sanchez T-shirt. I will. I will. Okay, Art, this is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Taco to me, like lovers do. Do you have a taco-related question you'd like to and ask Art, me? I might suggest that this is the time for you to bring out your bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Art has a bag. I didn't say what kind of bag. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, to bring out your sack. So being in the military, right? We always have uh, mentors. We have people. So who is your taco mentor? I don't know if this has ever been brought up, or do you have a Jedi? Do you have a who? Who do you have that you look up to to get all your information and who guides you in your in your path to Taco Land? That's a great question. My love of going on taco adventures started with my brother. I would say he's the one that kind of tipped me to this lifestyle of of going on taco adventures. I don't really have a taco Obi-Wan Kenobi or anybody like that, but I would say my brother was the one that first was like, hey, you know what? We should go drive a couple hours and get these tacos. And he was the one that I probably had my first taco quest All right. So shout out to my brother, Chris. Takobi-Wan Kenobi. Do you have a bag? I do. Uh, what's in this bag? I have a gift for you as well. So, you know, part of the part of the Turkish culture and the, you know, the Mexican culture, you know, we're, we're pretty, pretty given, given people. So and being in the military is kind of military thing. So what I got you is some taco MREs. No I don't way. know if you ever happened. I don't think you no. probably ever happened, had them before. No. So you might uh, when you get a chance on one of your shows, uh, oh that's that's actually the chicken dumpling. So it's probably like twenty two hundred calories in there. But and then you got the beef taco oh, right wow. there and you got a second one. So one of your future guests can uh, have the beef taco. Oh my gosh! So these are like if you're out, if you're out in the shit. Yeah. This is you that's, just... that's what you eat. That's what you eat. You learn how to eat that. You should be able to survive. And I got one more special one. I got you a little uh, candy, candy taco here. So <laughs> nice. I don't know if you ever seen one of these, but here you go. Thank you. Oh my gosh, these are amazing. Uh, note to future guests. <laughs> You just got trumped. <laughs> you better bring your gifts. Shower me with taco gifts. <laughs> Thank you very much. This You're is quite awesome. welcome. You're quite welcome. Uh, let me get my, uh, I've got a gift for you. I've got a first edition. These are, um, we have new Taco the Town shirts. Oh, great. Uh, we had green ones. These are the red versions. So we got a red Taco the Town shirt there All for right. you. All right. This is an honor. I'll, I'll be taking uh, shots at my taco places and, and <laughs> nice. send them to you. It's beautiful. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. I have to ask, how long do these MREs last? Like, oh. how, long can, how long could he hold keep these in you these can, sealed I've bags? I've actually eaten the MRE that was like 20 years old, and I ate it, and it was, it was fine. So. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, that's, it's probably past the expiration date, but I, I like keep... a little bit or nothing? It, it, was, it was still good. It is an MRE, so... 
it lasts a long time. So. Ready to eat. So wow. I even threw some chicken dumplings in there just on the side, so little no one you can have. ration heaters are prohibited on commercial airlines. Dude, so, that's awesome. So this you don't have to heat these up or anything? Oh, they have some little heater things, so you can actually oh. make the heating things into a bomb if you put the little... Uh, but he can't take that up. It says it can't take it on a commercial airline. Unless yeah, it's sure. open. I took it on a commercial airline. I know. <laughs> am I going to have to am I, I going to have to duct tape these to you my need thighs? You need to crush that. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> that MRE, bro. Dave, this is what G.I. Joe's ate. This is what the Joe's ate. G.I. Joe's ate MRE tacos. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. So this is, uh, Chris, this would be the time to, to say your uh, prepared statement that you wanted to say earlier. <laughs> Everybody, I actually haven't prepared a statement, but I would like to say something. It's been a wonderful afternoon. I'll say, Art, I love you. You are my brother. And Tom, same to you. Thank you for coming. It's so great to see you. I love all of you, actually. Thank you for being here with us today. But at this point in time, especially proud of the honor and achievement that you're going to receive tomorrow to be a colonel in the Air Force. Uh, you've served our country for 36 years now. Uh, 35, 30, going on 36, yes, yeah, so. Thank you for that. But I am, I've been so proud all week. Uh, this is, and by the way, I'm completely sincere here. I know I'm a smart ass on the show, but I'm being completely sincere. I've been bragging to every, really for months now, ever since you told me, everybody about you and about this achievement. And uh, just, you know, we've been through a lot together, a lot of good and a lot of bad. And uh, we've helped each other through those things. And it's just so great to see someone rise to a, you know, a peak of their success. And, and one thing that should be said, too, is um, you've always been down to take care of and, and be a friend to and be a brother to everyone you've ever met. And so uh, I just love you for it. I, I'm a better person for knowing you. And, and uh, thank you and congratulations. And thank all you right. for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be here. And, uh, you know, it's an honor to have all you guys' support. So I appreciate it. And, and tomorrow will be, uh, guess what we're serving, Dave, tomorrow? We're serving tacos, so oh. that's kind of part of the meal. Oh, so man. it's too bad you can't, I understand you got to go back to Kansas City, but <laughs> we're going to have a few marachis and a little be- couple bedelli oh, dancers no there, and oh. so we're going to have a big party. So <laughs> nice. The, the, the formal part is only an hour. After that, it's just a, it's a good Mexican party. So. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Art. It's so good to see you again after, wow, since years, it's been huh? like 1997, mm-hmm. and your role in Trouble with Airbags is still one of my favorite acting <laughs> roles of all time. Uh, when you hand over the money. Sounds like some Joe Biden pandering. Going <laughs> <on right now>. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you're good. You're okay in Trouble with Airbags, but Art was the real star of that scene. <laughs> that is fine. Actually, yeah. I think Chris Howe is the best. <laughs> the way he tended to that garden of corn in yeah, his front yard. That, that easement corn was amazing. <laughs> uh, Michael, where can people find your podcast, uh, Bigfoot Collector? Club. Yeah, Bigfoot Collectors Club, or wherever, you, however you're listening to this, that's how you can listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. So find us on uh, all of your podcast uh, apps. And you're just still looking for him. You've got one collection. We got one. We got 74 to go. And where are you keeping this Bigfoot? He's hanging out in my guest room. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got him uh, one of those mini Nintendos. He's enjoying it. Nintendos? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll make sure I get him an MRE taco next time That'd I see him. So I think he'd he enjoy it. He really dig those chicken and dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, pass some of those along. Uh, Chris? Thank you for, for organizing this taco celebration here in L.A. I have something to plug. May I plug it? Yeah. In just a few weeks from now, July 26th, Sun Eaters 3, Unfathomable. I can't, still can't say the fucking title. Unfathomable. <laughs> Thank you. Darkness comes out. It's the fifth album by Sun Eaters, and actually one of the songs off of it is the theme song of That's Bigfoot right. Collectors alone. Club. So uh, please check it out. Please put it on, stream it, download it, check it out. You can check it out for free on lotuspool.com. 
Please do. I would like to plug one last thing. Salazar is great if you love dogs because there's <laughs> there is. I forgot great. to mention there are a lot of cute dogs here today. If you're a dog lover, come down to Salazar. Amen. All right, guys. Security guard now. Thanks for being on the show and thanks for talking tacos with me. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Art. <laughs> Did you have to get the paper out to remember our names? Is that why you're pulling out that piece? Thank of paper? you, Michael. Thank you, Art. Thank you, Chris. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. And thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go eat some tacos! tacos.